Check it out, man. There's somebody out there that's been struggling, been hurt, a victim of rape, a victim of hate, and it impacted your life so much that you don't know how to trust, you don't know how to love anybody. I want to let you know there's healing and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Truth teller, look. Maybe you didn't notice by the way she smiles. No one even tells all of the pain she has, but she still feels. She needs healing right in here. Hey, he was a friend of the family, so she felt like she could trust him. He did so much for the family. Like everybody loved him She felt so comfortable around him That's why she told him all her problems She even cried on his shoulders Especially man when life hit rock bottom And every time that he would hug her She never knew what was behind it But one night man he came and drug her up well, And what he do man he took her somewhere private And she remembered she was fighting Trying to get him off And she was crying yelling someone come and get him off man. But no one never came This was the night he afflicted so much pain You see what you made me do Girl, you lucky I don't beat you he said you better shut your mouth But even if you told me, nobody's gonna believe you And then he left it to herself Time went and she kept it to herself Whole life and she questioning the cell Depression with the cell, no accepting in the cell Now the devil even laughing at you Like I was mad at you, that's why he let it happen to you Nah, I said he tries to isolate you And make you feel like everybody hates you And now you hide behind your makeup Every relationship you have, those a breakup Someday she don't wanna wake up She'd rather sleep so the pain will go away, huh? Heart shattered all the pieces Now she trying to gather all the pieces The only thing that mattered though is Jesus Forgiveness equal freedom, Lord, I'm asking you to free her Yeah, heart shattered all the pieces Now you trying to gather up the pieces But the only thing that mattered though is Jesus Forgiveness equal freedom, Lord, I'm asking you to free her Maybe you didn't notice by the way she smiles No one even tells all of the pain she she still feels feel. healing right in here Maybe you didn't notice by the way she smiles No one even tells all of the pain she has She still feels healing right in here Life could be painful so unfair Life can be painful, but so unfair You're calling out for help, man, but no one there You probably got you feeling like no one cares Tell the life can be painful, but so unfair Life can be painful, but so unfair There's only one that hears you, I promise he hears you You call it when he need, cause I promise he need you Say, life can be painful, but so unfair Life can be painful, but so unfair You're calling out for help, man, but no one there You probably got you feeling like no one cares Life can be painful, but so unfair And life can be painful, but so Look, there's only one that heals you, I promise he hears you You call it when he need, cause I promise he need you, yo We can all be impacted by our past But never allow your past to determine your future Rape is a sin, and God hates sin God hates what happened to you He knows that your heart been traumatized It says the Lord is not far from you Psalm 34, 18 says the Lord is near the brokenhearted And save those who are crushed in spirit So when these terrible events happen in your life You gotta seek spiritual healing and counsel Psalm 4, 8 says In peace I will both lie down and sleep For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety See, to be set free, you gotta forgive the offender You gotta leave revenge for God Ask the Holy Spirit to empower you Romans 12, 19 Check it out, though, look You gotta exchange your, oh, 
identity for the new identity in the person for Christ. Philippians 3, 7, 9, check it out. Allow God to display his glory and splendor through you as you share your testimony with a world that is hurting and it needs healing as well. Helping other victims will also bring you healing. God has a purpose for your life. You can trust him with your tears, your inner wounds, and all your fears. He could be trusted. He is faithful. There is healing and restoration in the blood of Jesus Christ. It is the question that I'm asked the most. Why did I stay? Why does any woman stay? And for the life of me, I can't understand why people are obsessed with it. Because to me, it's so obvious. Why does anybody stay with somebody that they love? You know, we've all been in relationships that, even if they weren't abusive, we're not working any longer. And we all stay far longer than we want. And it's, you stay for the same reasons. You stay because you love the person or you love what you used to have or you're trying to take care of your children. When we ask, why did you stay? You know, we're blaming the victim for their abuse as opposed to asking, why did you hit this person? Or why are you violent? Or why do you feel the need to be violent? Why would somebody abuse? Why would somebody beat the people who love him or her most on earth? Until we ask that question, we won't be able to obliterate domestic violence. We have got to focus on the perpetrators of violence, not the victims. It's cliche, but he really was pretty charming. He was very kind and sweet and nice. I left what I was doing to come and be with him and I was alone with him. I didn't have any uh, friends or family in the area. I couldn't find a job, so he paid the bills. And so we got into an argument, and that's the first time that he hit me. He actually threw me up against the wall and started to choke me. Um, and I didn't really understand what was happening because he was not that person all this time. Um, and so when he finally let me go, I thought, it was something I did. You know, I wasn't thinking to run. After we got married, it didn't stop. It just got worse and worse and worse. And I felt like I was trapped. At that point, we had moved from where we were across the country again, and I was further isolated. I didn't have any friends or family. And essentially, he still was the breadwinner. I was dependent on him. So if I left, what was I, what was I gonna do? Where was I gonna go? You know, how was I gonna take care of myself? I felt like no one would understand and I felt like no one would care. The first full out physical attack was five days before the wedding. Part of me knew I had to leave him right then, that I couldn't marry somebody who had done this. But then this other part of me said, but wait, it was one time and I told myself he'd never do it again, that I was sure he was very sorry, and um, I didn't leave. I married him. He stayed with this guy. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. I mean, he told me, and I, would, and I absolutely, you know, that's the part that it always, it's so interesting to me. It's like, you know, the standard question, why did you leave? Why did you leave? Why did you leave? Well, 
Uh, he was trained by the United States Marine Corps to hunt people down and kill them, and he told me if I left, he would hunt me down and kill me. That's why I didn't leave. I used to pull what he would call my disappearing axe, and that would be, I would, you know, get the boys and get out because I, it just was getting too intense. But I would always go back because at least I knew where he was. At least I knew the routine. I knew what to expect. But, you know, it's, it's a terrible way to live to always be looking over your shoulder. He didn't start out with being abusive. He started out with being incredibly sweet and incredibly attentive and incredibly thoughtful and incredibly kind and saying things to me that no one had ever said and, and paying attention to me in ways that no one ever had. You know, and I was really taken by it. One of the reasons why we stay is because the behavior is such a drastic change from the person we met in the beginning. And we're constantly looking for the man in the beginning instead of concentrating on the man that is in front of us. Once I understood that, then I made the decision, you know, I gotta go. This is not the same man I married. I mean, I love him, but he's gonna kill me. With every violent um, moment, I felt further connected to him in this kind of twisted way. I felt that, you know, we had this secret that, that bound us together and that this was something big and we were working on it. And so we had to stay together until we worked it out. The violence got to a point where I realized that I, I could die. I had to create a plan. I had to figure out where I was gonna go and how I was gonna get there and who I was gonna reach out to for help if there was any. I was scared, I was afraid that he would find me. I was afraid that he would be so angry that I left, that he would come after me. I couldn't just get up and walk away. And it was the most terrible feeling to know that I could leave and I still couldn't leave because I was bound by this psychological trap that I thought was love that wasn't love. You know, I had so much denial. If you had come to me and said, are you being physically abused? You know, if my doctor had asked me or a best friend, I would have said, no, I'm not being physically abused. You do feel isolated and you keep a lot of secrets. You know, you keep a lot of secrets in your, in your heart, in your home, in your head. I stayed because I believed him when he said he wasn't gonna do it again. I stayed because I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have any money. I didn't have access to any resources. I stayed because my religious community convinced me that I couldn't get divorced because God would hate me. Um, I stayed because I loved him. You know, I stayed because he was the love of my life and I wanted to believe that love could conquer all, including abuse. question is asked, why did you stay? We are blaming the victim for their abuse, opposed 
to asking the abuser, why are you violent? One of the reasons why we stay is because the behavior is such a drastic change from the person who we met in the beginning. And and we're constantly looking for the man in the beginning instead of concentrating on the man that is in front of us now. He really was Prince Charming, kind and nice. He did not start out being abusive. He started out being incredibly sweet, incredibly attentive, incredibly thoughtful, and incredibly kind. Saying things to me that no one had ever said and paying attention to me in ways that no one ever had. And I was really taken by it. He made me smile. And then the first time I was hit, I did not understand what was happening because he was not that person. I thought I had did something wrong and and I wasn't even thinking about running. The first full attack was five days before the wedding. Part of me knew that I had to leave him right then. That I could not marry someone who had done this. But then this other part of me said, but, but wait, it was only one time. And I told him myself. That he'd never, ever, ever do it again. And I was sure that he was very sorry. With every violent moment, I, I felt, I felt within me more connected to him in a kind of twisted way. I felt that we had this secret that bound us together and this was something big. And we were working on it. And we had to stay together until we worked it out. I felt isolated though, you know, and I kept a lot of secrets in my heart, my home and in my head. Honestly, I stayed because I believed him when he said that he was not going to do it again. I stayed because I did not have anywhere to go. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any access to any resources, but, but mainly, you know, I stayed because I loved him. I stayed because he was the love of my life. I, I wanted to believe that love could conquer all, including abuse. I stayed because my religious community convinced me that I couldn't get divorced because God would hate me. I stayed because my religious community convinced me that I couldn't get divorced because God, my God, the God that I knew and who knew me would hate me. Why does anyone stay with someone that they love? You stay because you love that person or you love what you have or you're trying to take care of your children. I would pull what he called my disappearing acts. I would get the boys and get out because it was getting too intense. But unfortunately, I would always go back because at least, at least I knew where he was. I knew the routine. I knew 
what to expect. I stayed because I didn't have a choice. He told me that he would hunt me down and kill me. And that is why I didn't leave. It's a terrible way to live to always be looking over your shoulder. I had so much denial. If you had asked me, was I being physically abused? I would have said no. Mm-mm. No, girlfriend, I'm not being physically abused. But I also felt like no one would understand. I felt like no one would really care. Because you see, I was already isolated from friends and family. It was the most terrible feeling to know that I could leave, but I really couldn't leave because I was, I was bound by this psychological trap that I thought was love, but wasn't love. The violence got to a point that I realized I could die. Today could be my last day. I could die. I had to create a plan and figure out where I was going to go and how was I going to get there? Who was I going to reach out to for help if there was any? I was scared. I was afraid. I was afraid that he would find me. I was afraid that he would be so angry that I left that he would come after me. I couldn't just get up and walk away. I I was feeling trapped because he was the breadwinner and I depended on him. What was I going to do? Where was I going to go? How was I going to take care of myself? Oh my God, why, why, why did I finally leave? Why did I finally leave? Why did I finally leave? It was because I chose to live, to see another day. Thank you for joining me for an evening of conversation, transparency, and truth about domestic violence. Until next time.